this is Krista Anderson. Thank you for joining me on another podcast. Um, we've, this is going to be a great podcast this evening because I have two people with me that I am really grateful, Gabe and Ashley, and we're just going to refer to them as the badass power couple. This yes, evening, okay? it. Because it they, they really do their work. And we're doing this a little bit differently this evening because I have worked with you guys for the past year and a half, right? Yeah. And um, it's been non-traditional therapy and it has been successful, right? And so the, the way we're gonna start it this evening is gonna be, I'm gonna use traditional therapy that's called a genogram. It's from Bowenian therapy. I'm going to do a genogram. I did some sort of semblance of one for Gabe and Ashley so that they can do that with us. However, um, I, after we do that, we're going to talk about how you make it like non-traditional and, and you make it work for yourself. So, yeah. so that's what the plan is this evening. I already have mine done, so um, we can already we can kind of get into it if you want to. And I, I will explain mine. Here's what a genogram looks like. I know it looks like chicken scratches to y'all, okay? <laughs> I know it does, but you give any therapist this genogram, they're gonna go, whoop! The women don't like each other in that family, I can tell you. So, and this is my <laughs> genogram, <laughs> okay? So I'm not trying to like make fun of anybody. The girls, the women in my family are, are great. It's just that sometimes we're like, mm, can I not see you for a year? And I'm not trying to be mean. That literally is what happens. So that's yeah. why that looks that way. I was going to say it looks like a basketball play. It's like oh, really intense. I like that. Yeah. Sometimes I also call it like it looks like the schematic for the electronics that go yes, in the house. That too. too. It does. Right? Yeah. And so what's important to know for those of you that don't know what a genogram is, a genogram starts with, let's say, me as the client, okay, because I'm showing you. So, me, sorry, it's hard to get to this. It's a little awkward for me. This is me, circled right here. Um, these are my two kids. These would be my parents and grandparents, and this would be my father and grandparents on the other side. And what happens with a genogram, you can really, I say, in my personal experience, I've been able to get six months worth of information in one genogram. And then when we have all of that information, then we can move a lot faster instead of, oh, I just found that out six months. Like after I've been working with you for six months, sorry, it's what I was trying to say. But um, if you can get it in the first two or three sessions, things move so much faster and people today want to know why. I do a lot of psychoeducation. I give people a lot of skills. Doesn't mean they use them all the time. I don't use mine all the time because I'm not a perfect human. No one is. But um, in any event, so I'm going to start walking Gabe through the genogram. I Gabe and Ashley, not just Gabe. Sorry. I know. <laughs> Ashley's like, I got off the hook here. I don't have to do this. <laughs> it's just Gabe. Just Gabe, yeah. <laughs> okay, so those bottom two mm -hmm. are yeah. you. All right. So the oh, square. I'm upside down. The square is Gabe. Kay. The circle okay. is you. They write our names. Uh-huh. Right. You can just put your initials if you want to. Okay. Now what I want you to do is draw a line. See okay, see these lines here? Mm -hmm. Those lines mean you either have a good healthy relationship, which I would say 
a good, healthy relationship. So I would draw two lines between that if I were you. I know I'm telling you what to do, but you don't know how to do a gene and gram, so bear no, with don't. me here. <laughs> okay. Now, and let's see, how long have you been married? Six, Six years. years. So As of yesterday. yesterday. Ah! Yeah. yeah. Happy, happy belated anniversary. Thank Congratulations. You. Okay. And so, okay, as you can see in mine, this is me. Mm -hmm. These are my two kids. So yep. um, the the two lines in the middle uh, right there mm -hmm. indicate that I am divorced from their father. But this means my daughter and I have a good relationship. My son and I have a good relationship. My daughter and son both have a good relationship with their father. Okay, so that's what that means. Yeah. All right, now I want you to put a circle around you guys because that's what this gene, that's who this genogram is about. Like, like, yeah, like put a circle okay. around Gabe and Ashley. There you go. Okay, now, the, and you can get templates for this, by the way. Like, yeah. let's say six months from now, you guys are like, I don't know what we're stuck about. Why do we keep arguing about this, right? Um, you could get a, gen a genogram template and do something like this, specifically focused on whatever the issue is, mm -hmm. and find where it breaks down. Because frame it in our living room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If all, all twenty-seven of them you'll do in the next yeah. twenty-seven years, right? And, and just a, just a quick note: if you're listening to this on Spotify or any of the other you know normal podcast platforms, you can go to YouTube. There is a visual uh, component ah. to this podcast, so. Find Emozen on YouTube to uh, see what they're talking about Thank and you, pointing Jason. at. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason Yeah, we yes, have that's video. Why you're so awesome. We very do nice have video. video. Very nice audio. Thank okay. you. Thank you. So, um, <laughs> all right. Now, here you can see. So this is my father's side. You can see as I'm moving, as we're moving up, it goes back three generations. So this is my dad right here. These were my two uncles, and the only uncle that's still alive. Both of my grandparents are dead. You can see that I made a mark through that. But looking at this as a therapist, what you can see is that there's not a lot of closeness over here. Right? Yeah, spread out. It's spread out, yeah. okay? So there's a lot of distance. Over here on my mom's side of the family, you can see there's a lot of craziness because that those jaggedy lines means there's a lot of conflict. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes with couples, Families that come from calm families are attracted to families that are pretty chaotic. And mind you, by the way, when I talk about this stuff, there is no judgment or shame or blame or anything. Everybody has issues that we go through. Uh, that's why I'm using my own genogram. I'm not, there's <laughs> nothing, I mean, I wouldn't know how to do this stuff if I wouldn't do my own work. Um, which, by the way, I have a self-compassion module right now that I'm doing my own work. It has nothing to do with what we're doing. I just wanted to prove to the people that are watching I do my own work, right? So, okay, now you guys circled your own name. Now what I want you to do is on, we're gonna go with the mom side first, so that's on the right side for both of you. And I want you to draw either the, here, I'll sh let me do the schematic. This could be, conflict, this is distance, this is close, this is really close, this is enmeshed, this is cut off. Does that, so. What are the three <laughs> lines again? So the, yeah, uh, yeah. the three lines are enmeshed, and, and do you know what enmeshed means? So for people that don't know. <laughs> Define that, are, that for our audience. Are, that, are, <laughs> that are watching. So 
as a little kid, you, you remember that here's the church. Here, wait, sorry. Here's the church. Here's the steeple. Mm-hmm. Open up and see the people. Every yeah. time I hear the word enmeshed, I think of this. Yeah, oh, okay. Because with enmeshed, you don't know where you end and the other person begins. Code, right? Would you say codependence is like. 100%. Thank you for listening, <laughs> Gabe. Yes. Please say it again. Please that say was, again what you said. That was luck, by the way. I didn't <laughs> Just say it again. I, I said, so codependence could be intertwined in there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Or it could be what codependence <laughs> is. Oh, yeah. yes. Sorry, yeah. codependence. Period. I, yeah. Codependency equals. But you got enough. it. And where did you learn this? Through Imozen. Yes. You didn't know about this, right? Uh-huh. And I'm not trying to pat my own back. I'm just saying this is how it how it works. Yeah. I find when clients are have a lot of psychoeducation, they do better than when you just come talk once a week, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Okay, so we're doing the mom side. That's what I said. Um, so I want you to draw a line from you, Gabe, and you, Ashley, to your mom. She's a circle, right? Yes, yeah. she's okay. a circle. Right. And you've got to do it as, like, if it's conflictual. It can be a, a combo of stuff, too. It can be your close but conflictual. It can be your distant but, like, cut off sometimes. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense, Gabe? Yep. Okay. I'll do the same thing with your dad. Okay. We're still here. I'm just watching him draw, and I had to take a sip of water, and didn't. And I got quiet for a second. All right. So, um, did I say out loud or just think do the same thing on your dad's side? You said, yeah. You told us to do. Oh, okay. Did we you? Got you, both. you yep. Yeah. You got yeah. Him. I did All this, right. I did Sorry both. about that. Yeah. Parents. Do you ever feel like that? Like, did I say that out loud? Yeah. Did it? That's <laughs> what I was like. Did I just say that out loud? Okay. So, and then a genogram goes three generations. So, if your dad, mom, on either side have siblings, I need you to write. I need you to like draw something down, like a line. Draw mm-hmm. a line down. So off of mom and dad. Like right here. Yeah, like so. From their, like, from their parents. Yeah, so maybe. like right here, for instance, you can't see it very well, but there are three. Like there's my mom and her two sisters. Okay. Okay. Oh, so see. draw it off the circle. Yeah. Okay. And, and do it in chronological order. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh shit! I think my dad's. I, no, you would you would do it <laughs> here. Alicia, you would do it right here. Underneath your yeah. mom and dad. So draw circles or their names? Yeah, my dad's the youngest. Well, so let's say... My mom has one sister. We'll start there. Okay. And older, younger. She, she older. older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you draw one circle. Oh, gosh. Okay. In front of your mom. Because she's older. So it, so this is your mom. You draw oh, that cir- was me. Oh, oh, my bad. Yeah, You're yeah. right. Okay. Don't, you know what? I just confused everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I was good. wrong. Like Nobody good. knew there was going to be a quiz on this <laughs> podcast of a Mosin. <laughs> it was Did like I a back in geometry. <laughs> so what I would Pop want quiz. you to do with this mm-hmm. is take that and put it here, down in here, right oh, here, okay, though, okay. instead of there. That's where I got. That's where I confused myself. Got it. Okay. And Gabe, you're good. And you then got I'll do that. my dad. Um, I can't remember if my mom is the youngest or middle, but I'm pretty sure she's the middle. Child. Okay, okay. <laughs> my dad's in the middle. Because so I never ask my aunts and uncles how old they are. <laughs> is this how you would? Uh, your dad, older, it, younger. He's middle. Yeah, yeah. And then you had, and then, but you also lost your stepdad. Right. So, cut, put an X through your stepdad. Should I draw him? This is this is my real dad. Oh. It, um, 
Yeah, I'll draw mine. Oh, yeah, draw mine. I was going to do it for you, but that codependent thing came in. It's all good. I got it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Okay. I put a, hopefully that's Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. And and so now we're going to do the same thing on your paternal side that we just did on your maternal side. Okay. You're going to draw lines to your grand your grandparents or your parents. Sorry, you draw lines to your parents first. You know, what was your relationship like with mom? What was your relationship like with um grandpa okay that kind of thing i just screwed it up again let me look at this this is you guys mm -hmm. what was your relationship like with this is gabe's side right yes your okay. mother-in-law and your father-in-law oh okay and gabe you would do the same thing what's your relationship like with your mother-in-law and father-in-law um you just oh it okay yeah and what we're gonna do when we get this done i'm gonna look at it and tell you I know I've worked with you guys for a while, but I'm just going to look at it and say, okay, if someone just handed me this genogram as an assessment, I would tell you what I would see. Mm -hmm. And then you guys can say, that's so far off base. So you can go, whoa, never thought about that, right? Um, okay, so we're up to... Grandparents, I think I finished mine. Uh, Did you do your grandparents? Oh, my, my relationship with now my grandparents? Now we're going with your grandparents. Yeah, we're going up one more. Yeah, we're going up one more. We're going up. Mm -hmm. So is this my mom's relationship with her parents? Yeah, it's going to be your relationship with your grandmother and your mom's relationship with her grandmother. Got it. And your relationship with your aunt. I know, I just threw you. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of these. Okay. Gabe, is everything working over there for you okay? Yes. That's good. You got it? I think so. Okay. All right. And then if uh, I guess what would be the most appropriate line? I, I didn't know my father's parents. So I would do cut. I would do a cut off. Yeah. So they it seemed like very nice people, but I didn't meet them. And, so. and cut off doesn't always mean it's a negative thing. It yeah. just means you don't know them, right? Yeah. So did you see what cut, the cut off? You know, the cutoff is like this. It's a line. Got it. Okay. Just like that. Okay. Now. Now, here are some questions, and you can ask, you can answer them if you want. But are there any diagnosed, like, addiction or anger management or mental health issues in your family? Yeah. And if so, I just want, it, this is not how you do it. Usually I'm doing this for the podcast. I want you to, um, like, just kind of color it in the box, and we'll talk about it as we go. I forgot to fill, fill in one of mine, too, so. There we go. Okay. And let me know when one of you is done, and I'll kind of go through it. There's a whole bunch of scribbles. <laughs> I, I know. They end up looking like chicken scratches, don't they? What would you say to do about the mental health? Sorry. The mental health, just color it in. There are other things that you would do, but I'm not I'm not trying to train you to be a therapist. I just want you to acknowledge. Do you want to write what it is or just? Um, if it's at, right, if it is substance abuse or mental health issue, that would be helpful. You don't have also, to tell Also, I have me. terrible handwriting. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I really appreciate. I'm yeah. really grateful for yeah. your guys' 
vulnerability and coming totally. here and talking about this tonight that means yeah. it's helped you somehow oh yeah how has it helped you um i mean we're we're married still and we love each other more <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i chuckled so much no i mean it's that means i did my job but it's like, you know we uh, you know we don't want to you know punch each other and, and the, you know and, and stuff like, so we've learned how to i mean communicate and go back to that it could be a deeper issue of what we're dealing with and then i guess it's going back to this right and absolutely 100 um, seeing different patterns and how it's affected us and then how yeah, yeah. You know. inside out healing mm -hmm. like, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah so for me <laughs> with this being my genogram <laughs> you notice the difference which is unfortunate and the way that that works is that as I grow up, because I was programmed being distant from the male, the males in my family, I end up attracting emotionally unavailable men. And so that's one way that works, right? Over here on the female side, I've worked that through, um, but there is a lot of conflict with me and my mom, my aunts, my grandma and grandpa had a lot of conflict, as you can see, um, but it, w it, it was so often that it was normalized. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever been around something that's so oh, yeah. odd yeah. and often that mm -hmm. yeah. you just don't even realize, oh, that's really dysfunctional, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. that's how that worked yeah. there. Um, so so whose who's genogram do you want me to look at first so I can kind I can of go talk first. to you about it? All right. You and yeah. this. All right. Um, okay, so you've got anxiety in your family. Sorry, I was trying to read it before I turned it around. Yeah, generational, general anxiety so for sure. So you've got some generational anxiety, and it looks like you're the only guy right now that's admitted it, and that takes a lot of power. <laughs> I mean, there's... Yeah. Uh, I, I, no, it's true, and... You know, I, it's not like other guys in your family yeah, don't have you know, anxiety. My, yeah, my I wouldn't consider my father a toxic masculine. Sure, you know, and right. so he, you know that definitely been a loving emotional person. But yeah, that's true. When I look back at it, it's just definitely not been something that I'm sure more people in my family have it, but they just don't admit it. They you know, especially the males. It, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, men don't have a platform like a Me Too platform mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. a space where they can go and say, "Hey, this is this doesn't make me feel very good." Right. Yeah. So I think it's also complicated for males. Like the you know when when I was learning through our my program with you just like what does actually anxiety look like for some people is not you know i would yeah, not have known that was a big that was a big lesson for you it was it was just like i would not have known that the shit i was dealing with had something to do with the anxiety <laughs> you know and so you, you, because we're taught to just put our head down and keep going yeah right and yeah. and we keep going and we don't we aren't taught that rest is important yeah and rest is important humanity taking care of ourselves Notice again, self-compassion. <laughs> Your own therapist is working on self-compassion, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a big deal. So as I look at this, I can see that there is, let me make sure, okay, there's Ashley. There's some distance. I'm having trouble seeing where the distance goes. What would you say your biggest distance is, Ash? There, there's also conflict up here. Oh, is that grand? That's grandparents. It's, 
Yeah, busy. it's up above. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what I would say, looking at this for you, Ashley, with mm-hmm. all those lines going to Ashley, mm-hmm. you're the one that fixes everything in your family. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. See how? See how? Yeah. What good generations yeah. work. Yeah. Yes. Gen- generations, genograms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I've worked with you guys, but that's never been something we've talked about yeah right so what i would do with this information that i just got from you guys we would sit down and talk about how you doing everything for everyone bothers you right and then we would talk about how you not talking about your anxiety bothers you yeah right yes or unhealthy (laughs) ls probably (laughs) as well but but the point of the whole thing is unless you have that information you can't figure out where the block is. Yeah. And, and this is an easy way to figure out where the block is. So yeah. let's figure out what's in the way mm-hmm. and let's talk about it no matter how hard it is because that's that's the thing. Have you guys ever heard Okay, I'm going to I'm going to screw this up. If one of you remember it, please help me <laughs> we got you because back it's up. a really we good got, but yeah. we might fail you but it, it's the road out of hell. People get stuck in hell because they don't want to climb out of hell. It's something like that. The road out of hell is is too scary. Do you, you guys know I know that phrase, and yeah, I, I know it. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's, is that yes, the one? That's a good one, but that's not what I'm oh, thinking of. Yeah. Talking about once it's, you, it's about coming out of hell. Coming out is accessible, but very few take it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yes, you know, yes, someone knows. Someone yes, knows. Yes. It's listening. Yes. So I'm talking about the alchemy of love mm-hmm. right now. And, and Love wins, man. I'm not kidding you. And I've been saying a lot. Good book. Love. Uh, <laughs> you guys told me about that book yeah, the other yeah, day, yeah. and I didn't even know it existed. But my whole point it's of, controversial as hell, but it's a good book. Of love winning is that, you know, it's it's pain too. Mm-hmm. You know, giving birth is pain. Jason, let me read through Emozen up here. I know we've, we, 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 we did the genogram. I'm going to read this, and then we're going to go down to those questions, and then we'll, we'll start that, okay? So this is, Emozen is uh, short for emotional zen, and um, really emotional zen, as you can see on the top right, very right there, it's, it's for emotional sobriety. So Emozen is a uh, name that came to me when I was doing my own voluntary trauma work about seven years ago. And this is how I decided how I decided to describe it. Human beings crave comfort. This means we look at the potential of something or someone being temporarily comforting or beneficial, but not at the things or person's historical reality of being such. Therefore, we give ourselves more to the perception of safety rather than to the reality of safety. This grounded reality is a key point of emotion as we must begin with radical acceptance when we commit to emotional sobriety, from here on referred to as emotion. Okay, our biggest block to emotion is denial. Radical acceptance allows us to look at our current reality from a realistic perspective, as opposed to our pleasure-pain dichotomy. This is an idea from the neuroscientist Melvin Connor. He states humans have a wanting system that creates a need for comfort. This need keeps us from living in our bodies when there are difficult emotions we must address. So I'm going to say, I'm going to interrupt myself here for a second because the need that keeps us from living in our bodies looks like anxiety. 
It looks like taking care of everyone else. It looks like taking a nap. It looks like watching crap TV, which is my thing, you know, or taking naps. Sleeping in crap TV is my biggest resistance. Sorry, I jumped ahead, but I wanted to tell you what it looks like when you're not in your body. Too much cleaning can be, like, not in your body. These emotions are created by physical or emotional traumas. Okay? I'm ready to go up. With our approach, we define addiction as anything that prevents us from living in our bodies. The temporary, quote-unquote, comfort brought by the addictive behavior does not last. So when the effect wears off of that temporary comfort, we not only want more of it, but we crave it. Thus, we lose our emotion. With emotion, we learn to emoticate, which means grounding ourselves in the moment so we can accurately communicate our emotions and own them as ours and not project them onto someone else. There is a flow that happens when we find the zone and life seems easier, more gentle, more loving and meaningful. And below that, you see a list of questions posed. They're posed to assess as one's readiness to learn the emotion method because we really don't play around. I mean, we do our work. Mm-hmm. And it'll, it's like if any of you ever were a gymnast, a musician, somebody hands you some music. I'm just going to stick with the music thing. Mm-hmm. Someone hands you a, a piece of of music, sheet music, and you're like, oh my God, no, never, I, I'm, I'll never play that. Two weeks later, you've got it perfect, right? That's what we have to do with Emozen. My biggest question that I receive from clients is, well, what do you do in the moment? And my response is, well, that tells me you haven't been doing your work. So let's continue to practice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that first question, what are my preferred methods of avoidance? I had already mentioned mine is watching crap TV and sleeping. Mm-hmm. Eating, you could add eating in there too once in a while. But anyway, what would you say your guys' preferred method of avoidance would be? Um, well, I've got to fly in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I'd say for me, um, I'll definitely be bedridden um and self-isolation um so because uh, you would isolate when you would get anxious is yeah is that what you're saying okay. yeah okay. uh I, I think like and and things like just av- avoiding bringing it up or telling ashley you know that's and what then would happen to you when he wouldn't talk when he shut down what happens for you um it's a good question i mean for me my i mean my avoidance would be to uh, we talked about before, like stonewalling. So, like putting up walls and just keeping on and doing what I can. So, I think I wouldn't. So, you just leave him alone? Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. Or I would also try. I would try well, now that. You, I think yeah. now you can identify. Now I can identify. Now it's yeah, she could, before. She, she could call me on my shit now. Well, <laughs> previously, I mean, before, I think, you know, if I wasn't sure and he wasn't talking, I would, you know, it would make me anxious because I sure. didn't know. And then I would kind of put up walls and just keep on. Going with that, I was fixing things. You keep on fixing things. Exactly. I would just keep going because that's kind of all I knew what to do. So, right. And so, again, let me remind you: your therapist (laughs) is reading self compassion right now. Yes. That my therapist gave to me. Oh, and let me add: I said this earlier too. If you have a therapist that refuses to see a therapist, notice the word I'm choosing because I mean it. Run the other way as fast as you can. Preachers too. Unfortunately, preachers need... Uh, I'm a preacher's kid. Yeah. 
preachers need therapy as much as therapists need therapy because yeah. they have a lot going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, how do you practice self awareness without judging or blaming yourself? Well, I'm reading this, so don't ask me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just <laughs> to know all the answers. I know, I know. I'm but, but, but that's part of my emotion approach, too. Yeah. I'm appropriately transparent. Yeah. Um, Gabe, you might have even said it the other day that I, I tend to be pretty hard on myself. For mm-hmm. make, didn't you say uh, something I, like yeah. that? No, I, I just, I noticed, you, yeah. You noticed yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I, but yeah. you also, like, notice it, too, so it's not. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I do. Yeah. But it doesn't stop. See, no, yeah. that's the thing. That's why this work is continual. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, I went to a therapy, been there, done that. I don't need that anymore. Oh, yeah. you're never going to get a cold again either? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, is that what's going to happen? Yeah. Or we do meditation, and you know that works. Like, this isn't about meditation, but you know it works. Um, and they're like, well, it works in the moment, moment, but then it doesn't do anything. I'm like, well, neither does a shower if you don't do it every day. So everything wears off. We have yeah. to maintain our self-care. Yeah. I'll get back to the question. Sorry. I had to throw that in there. It's good. <laughs> What do you think? Are we still on the first one? No, no second. Second. Oh, second, second one. one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. How do I practice self awareness? Yes. You did training? a good job answering the first one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I can relate because uh, whenever I hit walls, I used to just beat myself up really hard. So internally. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Work or even like you know working out or something. You know, just I would be really. Uh, you know, we talked about this in our sessions. I just like I didn't realize the even the name calling like that. I was mm-hmm. mentally dealing myself. Um, like, you know, it was just in, 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 until we talked about it. But so I guess for me now, it's more obvious my awareness when I am beating myself. I'm like, wait a second, like that's, it, that's yeah. not true. Yeah. yeah, which is the next question. I'm ignoring you, Ashley. Yeah, but that takes it to the next question. See how they flow? Do I assume, assume my feelings are truth? No. No. No, they're not always true, right? And I I read a meme the other day, which I thought was pretty amazing. It's like, you know, I I, I used to miss... I'm going to mess it up, but you'll get the idea. I used to miss the people that I loved that left my life. But then I realized I'm the one that sees the magic in everyone. So I'm the one with the magic. They lost me. I didn't lose them. And I, that makes it. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say I'm better than them. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say that sometimes when you lose people, you have to realize that maybe you lost them in the sense that you grew to a different level. And they're not really lost, they just hit a ceiling and can't speak to you about it anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. Do you feel, assume your feelings are truth? I have a problem with that. Yeah. I, I have I have to actively meditate to get that out of my head. Yeah, it's interesting to watch people go through that confliction in the moment because <laughs> they is. see it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, especially when you start, you know, managing people and, and, and companies and things like that. You just you see people uh, just just jump straight to their emotional. Uh, state yeah. and lash out, but you can see it now. Yeah, you can. You notice it, and you're and like, and then you don't get noticed it before. 
Yeah. Do you know what I no, mean? No, I don't think so. I don't think you noticed no. it before. And what you're talking about now. It's definitely one of those things where, like, we talked about it and then I just wouldn't stop. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> true. But, yeah. but, the, but the interesting thing about that is in less than, it's been, it might almost be a year that I've worked with you, but it's less than close to uh, almost or we're about a year we started about, last july yeah. Yeah. Oh, was it? Almost, okay. yeah. oh yay yeah it was last july okay yeah, we're a year you're wow. here yeah. <laughs> but you guys wouldn't have noticed that before no and in less than a year you get that you see it yeah. all over the place not only i mean you don't and the beautiful thing about how our sessions have shifted you guys do most of the talking and that's the way it should be because if i have to communicate for you that means you're not doing a very good job of it at home. Because mm-hmm. a therapist's job is to work him or herself out of a job, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying, oh, this is our end. This is the end. <laughs> That's not my point. <laughs> you leaving us? <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's important to under- understand, that, you know, our feelings aren't always truth. And so what does, so we got our preferred methods of avoidance. What does resistance look like in you? I know that's a good one. That's a good. <laughs> I I'm gonna I, I can spoon feed you and help you a little bit if Thank you want. Thank you. You you'd fix everything for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Gabe? Um, Ashley could also answer this one well for me, but probably. But I would say I mean I definitely like will just like anger will start to mm. form. Mm-hmm. So I definitely have I definitely can can get pretty pissed off when feeling like resistance or well and here's something something interesting about anger um anger is a secondary emotion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i always want you to pause and look at what caused the anger because that's what needs to be talked about not the anger yeah Yeah. that's something that's something i always remember you taught us is that oh yeah yeah yeah. 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 oh that was a huge uh that was a huge that was pivotal for us when it's like Oh, Gabe's mad because he has anxiety. Like he's not just actually yeah. just an <laughs> yeah. asshole yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, he actually has issues going on. So. Yeah. Well, men ex- men exhibit symptoms of depression and anxiety very differently yeah. than women too. Testosterone is one of those keys, you know. Mm-hmm. But we've yeah. got to pay attention to that yeah. differently. Um, let's see. Did I answer for me? What does resistance look like in me? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, that's what it looks like then. I tend to ignore things. I'm an exquisite <laughs> minimizer. <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> See, just sweep it, just sweep it under the rug. <laughs> it's gone. We're in a Mosin flow right now. I get to call myself out. <laughs> Resistance in me, it does. It looks like anger too. Um, it also can look like helplessness. Sometimes I can feel like I don't even exist. Which is and, and that goes back to what I assume my feelings are truth. I mean, clearly I exist, but it's just like those are just those random thoughts, existential thoughts when you can't sleep and you might be stressed, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, yeah. Um, Gabe, you answered that too, right? Yes. Okay. So, what have I done when I've known exactly what I need to do? I know it's an interesting to think about, right? Yeah. It's hard because, like, it, it's almost like I, 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 when you, when you're at a state where you're not even thinking rationally, I feel like it's almost hard to 
Right. You know, it's you, like you can't. You could be stubborn with yourself. I'm sure people are, but like uh, for me, it's more like if there's so much emotional anger built up. I'm I'm almost like it's almost like blurry for me to be able to process. Like that's because your neocortex goes offline. Yeah, and you're you're working from you're working from your mammalian brain. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you have one, Ashley? I have one. I can share if you're still thinking. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so this is this is kind of archaic, but um, it's one that really stands out to me. I was a high school athlete, like a lot of us were, but I wasn't ready to stop being an athlete when I went to IU, right? And my options were run hurdles, swim, which I was way, 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 way burnt out with swimming. So I wanted to try out for cheerleader, but I couldn't tumble. So I knew exactly what I needed to do was learn to tumble because that's the only thing that was preventing me from it. And I made it all four years, right? But I didn't learn to do it till I was 18. And so that result was, oh, if I find the right teacher and my mind is really in it, I can do whatever I want to do. Mm. That's how that affected me. Did that help? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think something for myself personally. Um, and that's interesting that you're trying to think about it because you're a fixer. Uh-huh. So probably as a therapist, I'm going to throw this out there just just for shits and giggles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably what you would need to do, what if, if you know exactly what you need to do after we're done working together, mm-hmm. is sit down and let somebody else take care of it. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Actually, I feel like lately with Gabe. Um, Finally, I'm allowed yay! to do the laundry. He, yay. It's actually, I told him it that works. first. I'm like, I yeah. don't want you to go back to work because he was doing the laundry, cleaning. Yeah. Pretty much just stay at home house dad uh, right now. Making awesome. me smoothies huh? during my meeting, like, you know, That's between awesome. meetings. That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. So what, so look at, and look at the result of that. It's like made you closer. Yeah. When you mm-hmm. know exactly what you need to do, mm-hmm. and that's let Gabe help. Yeah. It brings you closer. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. And notice these questions, too. They're starting off with the radical acceptance piece. But look at the next question. What does gratitude feel like in my body? Feels good. <laughs> yeah. 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 It feel, feels good. Where do you feel it in your body? I feel it in my stomach. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Definitely, like... It feels very similar to me as like having a, you know, a, whether you believe in something or not, like having a spiritual, like, mm-hmm. you, like know. You, you can feel it. Yeah. And we're not talking about, oh, just, hey, thanks for the water, Jason, which, thanks for the water, Jason. <laughs> thank but you, we're Jason. Not talking about <laughs> thanks just, for all the <laughs> We're not talking about just thank you. Yeah. We're talking about what does gratitude feel like. Mm-hmm. And the reason that that is so important, because if you can practice a life of gratitude, the the it's amazing the feeling of gratitude that we're talking about actually affects the neurotransmitters in the brain the same way antidepressants do hmm. yeah big deal it's another people. thing you taught big us. deal <laughs> yeah. big freaking deal yeah okay so gratitude in my body feels like um i could literally float away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it literally it's like I a weight f- off yeah. yeah yeah what about you ash I feel that, and I also, I feel like I feel it in my chest, too, my stomach. I remember, I think it was probably about a, maybe a month ago, um, 
I was talking to you on the phone during one of our sessions, and we were sitting outside, and um, we did this together. And I remember you, we were talking about Finn, my dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how like I love Finn. <laughs> yeah. By the way, their dog is my crush. It's my boyfriend. <laughs> if anybody. <laughs> Get near me, Finn will Finn. eat you. He is anyway. very protective. He is very protective. <laughs> <laughs> he is. But or you use that as an example, and it was amazing how a dog, and just you walking me through gratitude, and I don't know, like Finn it, laying by me, or yes, like giving yes. me a kiss or something, like how that actually calmed me. So that was... Yeah, and Finn, yeah. though, what you got to know, because we have a mammalian brain, mm-hmm. Finn felt that. Yeah. That's yeah. what we don't know, and that's part of my my unorthodox way of mm-hmm. doing therapy mm-hmm. is paying attention to how we're affecting the things that are around us, yeah. right? Um, how does gratitude assist with healing? I kind of gave that to you earlier. But see if you remember. No, there's. I'll st- you can still be my clients if you don't get it wrong. I mean, if you get it wrong. What did I say gratitude does to the neurotransmitters in your brain? I mean... Yeah, like I, w- I would agree with that. It, it it is healing. It's I think for I think it takes control uh, in, in a you know there's an unhealthy amount of control, but like I think it it puts you in control of yourself and your emotions when you know because it's a, to me it's essentially a reality check because a lot of times those yeah. emotional pr- issues are just yeah uh for me with a struggle with general anxiety just right. in I- I- irrational uh racing thoughts yeah, yeah. and yes. so yeah. when you have yeah. gratitude Good. you're grounded and it you grounds. have a reality yeah. check yeah. at least that's yeah. what for me I like that's that. yeah. yeah i so. like that description thank yeah. you ashley yeah. did you already answer that question i think so I, okay yeah i i do i think you did too or are we letting her off the hook did you answer it? <laughs> if you have anything to add, babe. I mean, the grounding is huge. I mean, I remember feeling like I was just saying, like in that when we did that practice together, and just the sitting grounding. outside, like being out in nature and feeling that, like you walking me through it, just like I felt grounded and I didn't feel yes. that anxiety. I felt. Yes. You asked me how I felt. You told me to. We did like a one out of ten before and after, and I think it went down like it, four yes, or yes. five. And yeah, yeah, it went down a lot. Actually, just through a breathing yeah. exercise. Yeah, I remember. Th- I remember. Um, teaching my daughter that before she went to college. I think I told you guys this, but it's funny, and I'm not making fun of you. Alyssa Pearson, I love you dearly. But remember when I did that, you were nervous about, we were sitting at uh, BW3s, and I said, do, will you do an experiment with me? Because of course I, I'm a therapist and I'm their mom, so it's like, no, no, quit asking me things like that, right? <laughs> so I was like, hey, you wanna do an experiment with me? She's like, yeah. Okay, kind of, kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. side eye mm-hmm. me, and, and and we did, and within ten seconds it was gone. Her anxiety was gone, and she went, yep. "Oh no, no, it, nope, it's not that easy." <laughs> and I was like, "It actually is, but we have to practice it every day." Yeah, yeah. and that's where people don't. That's mm-hmm. why I say, "Oh, it's still happening." In the moment, that mm-hmm. means you're not doing the work. Yeah, because the more you do this, it has a cumulative effect, and. Then well, you build new neural pathways, and it knocks the old ones out. You don't even yeah. you don't even think about reacting like you used to, mm-hmm. right? So, um, yeah, that was really fun. That's really all I wanted. I, we even made good time, Jason. I've been on time all day today. Good job. <laughs> I know. Good job. I work, I'm working on it. For, my brother Jason needs me to work on this. Actually, everybody needs me to. <laughs> I don't care how long you go. 
I'm on the clock. Well, kind of. <laughs> no, I'm talking about being on time, not oh, how long yeah. we go. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. So, what um, what did you get from? Actually, let me ask you a different question, and then, then I'll ask the what did you get from? How is Emosin helpful for you guys versus traditional therapy? Uh, have you had traditional therapy? I haven't had, yeah, I've so never had, oh. I've been in counseling, um, uh, yeah. which was helpful, but... And it is helpful. I'm not dogging traditional therapy. Oh, yeah, I want yeah, yeah. all yeah. of my colleagues yeah. that are traditional therapists to know I'm yeah. not dogging it, traditional therapy. You guys I think, suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, I mean, the biggest thing, and I've even comparing, you know, my therapy experience with other, like my friends that are in therapy, is that I was given tools, so we're not talking. I can help myself. Yes. And I yeah. know what to do now. Yes. Versus waiting until. I meet with you again to yeah. know how to solve my problem. Or, or, and the other thing too, though, you can call for a ten or fifteen minute. Oh yeah, check-in, We've right? done that you multiple can, times. Yeah, yes. yeah but, but that's okay. Yeah. And that's connection. We are designed to connect. God yeah. designed us to connect. Whatever yeah. you want to call God, Shiva, Abba, yeah. Ra. I, you know where I am yeah. with that, right? Yeah. There's a higher power, yeah. but everybody calls the higher power something different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really big deal to do your work every day. Yeah. And I would say that the the first hour of the day is the best hour. I call it the power hour. <laughs> you know, um, am I, do I do it every day? No. And please don't think, I hope I'm not giving anybody the impression that I'm sitting in this chair that like I am a, a perfectionist and I do it right all the time. I don't. I have, I have made mistakes and I have owned them. Um, during COVID, when I had COVID, I think I even like forgot a couple of appointments with you guys. And I'm ashamed to admit that, but COVID is COVID. And I was really sick yes. for like pretty, three weeks. Pretty valid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> valid. I had to cancel some with you too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah. You're right. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, we had the same we reaction were, yeah, to you those things. Pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but But the point is about being kind and being human. Yeah. And I find in my profession, that when I'm hearing therapists talk to each other, they're more worried about getting sued or is that protocol or, and we do need best practice, right? We need, we do need to have best practice. What's the best healing formality? Professionalism but, is important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Professionalism is certainly important. Your training is important. Like I would never go to a therapist that does not, that has not passed like the testing, right? Yeah. Or doesn't keep up with the testing. So all of that is relevant, but the way that I apply it with Emosin is more about pulling it all together. Yeah. Are you guys old enough to remember the barrel of monkeys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they're all, yeah, all connected. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So when I think of the way that I work with my clients, my goal is to grab that one monkey that's hooked to every other monkey, and you can just pick that one up, and everything else comes with it. Yeah. You don't always have to work on every single thing, yeah. right? Sometimes you can go, oh, 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 you're the guy that has anxiety that actually admits it. You're not the only guy in your family that has it. Yeah. You're just the only one that talked about it, yeah. right? So there's their barrel of monkey that lifted up. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, do you guys have any questions for me for the evening? No. I, so. not, not, no, this is, this is great. So. <laughs> what? 
Are you being serious? I am being serious. <laughs> okay. Okay. If so I wasn't serious, we would have <laughs> left you as a client. Well, I really, really, I cannot thank you enough for being the awesome, badass couple that you are. And we're willing to open up and be vulnerable in this space because it's really important. I have a firm belief that if therapists would be more appropriately authentic, I'm not saying tell your whole story all yeah. the time, right? Yeah. But like me doing my genogram, um, I mean, they do that in grad school. They'll do their, it, some, some therapists do it, but I think appropriate authenticity mm -hmm. um, can really help normalize depression, anxiety, and, and phobias, you know, it's like, because I know so many therapists that take antidepressants yeah. mm -hmm. and that sometimes have panic attacks. Yeah. Nobody talks about it though. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's my goal with Imozen to talk about it and to have more awesome, awesome people like you wanting to do the work. Cause obviously if you come here, you have to do the work. Yeah. It's not something you can just, we don't just sit and talk for 15 minutes. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, we're doing some work. Yeah. And thank yeah. you for all you've done for us. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, sure. you're very welcome. Yeah. You're very we welcome. Tell everyone, all our friends know about you. They know you're the best <laughs> therapist. So. Well, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. I wasn't even looking for that. I feel a little, little like, self-compassion part here. Yeah. I was like, oh, just receive that. Shit, I need to go read this. Yeah. If you could just look directly into the camera and repeat those words. That'd be great. I just can't because I don't remember them. No, not you, them. Oh, oh look oh, directly oh. into the camera uh, and repeat oh, those oh, words. Oh, you, babe. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah. No, I was joking. Oh. But you can if you want. We're here now, so let's... Let's do it. Something about your friends, all of your friends. Yeah. Yeah, all, my, all, all your friends know I'm oh, the yeah. best therapist. That's what you said. Yes. That's what you said. I heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. They all know. But, yeah, thank you very much for this evening. And um, Jason, he, he puts it out on all platforms, yeah. you know, so you'll see it. We can get more information from him afterwards. But I really, cool. really, really just want to extend my heartfelt gratitude yeah. for you guys being here and, yeah. and thank you for going through that with me absolutely yeah. thank you yeah. yeah and so that concludes today's episode of Emozen but I want to make sure that I leave you with the words of do what you love when you find your big why you'll get it done it doesn't even matter how hard it is if you find what makes your heart expand you'll do it with no regret no remorse i'm not saying you won't complain if you have to get up at four for whatever reason but by the time you're up and going you'll be like all right i'm ready let's go I got this right so do what you love and come talk to me if you want emotional sobriety i'm in the process of developing once a month um daily therapy uh instead of once a week yeah. and so it's going to yeah. be a little bit different in the coming up so thank you for listening and spending time with us and um, hopefully it was helpful for some of you if you want to reach me you can reach me at krista at emozen.life it's k-r-i-s-t-a at emozen e-m-o-z-e-n dot life l-i-f-e and i look forward to seeing hopefully all of you back on the next podcast thank you uh